Welcome to the show, Five Star Fam. I'm AJ. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly, and we will try to move fast through these topics this week as we've got a couple match reviews and a match preview in this episode. Always very difficult in those double, triple match weeks even. Uh, I would say maybe it's more just a double in this week, but uh, which also not a lot of days in between. So uh, let's move fast. Let's go. So first up, the Toronto FC match, which started off auspiciously with the injury to Brooks Lennon. Uh, it wasn't even uh, <laughs> in the game. It was during warm-up. And uh, he had to be stretchered off the field. So uh, very, very sad news there. Uh, Aiden McFadden took his place at right back. And uh, in terms of Lennon, we will discuss his injury later on in the news segment. But uh, yeah, this uh, this match also started off auspiciously in the eighth minute. Toronto FC score early. We look a little suspect dis- defensively. And uh, yeah, it was when uh, their player Nelson slid the ball to Osorio near the end line. And uh, yeah, they cut the ball back to slot it past Rocco Rios Novo. Uh, Now, they almost scored again uh, in the 21st minutes, almost out of a set piece. Uh, At the very least, we did not concede from a set piece in this case. But uh, ourselves, uh, our attack has been still yeah looking pretty decent and in possession we still look you know pretty good it's just it's the kind of same old uh a little bit you know kind of the deborisms a bit where we uh look strong in possession but uh just not enough in product but Araruju, Moreno, uh, Cisneros uh, they all look uh, pretty pretty good together along with Jose Martinez up top. But uh, ultimately, it ended the half 1-0. That second half, Luis Araruju, he leveled it uh, with just a beautiful, beautiful goal. Uh, It was uh, where Franco Ibarra, he sent a through ball to uh, Araruju, who was running in behind. And uh, yeah, he used his speed and trickery to uh, yeah, get past a couple defenders, and uh, yeah, basically that outside of his left foot, uh, yeah, scored a sweet sweet goal that uh, leveled the score in the 57th minute, and uh, yeah, to uh, to note this was Ibarra's first ever assist in MLS, uh, which Ibarra has been playing pretty decently on the ball and uh, been, you know, pretty uh, pretty tough as nails defensively for us in the middle too. But uh, yeah, we uh, unfortunately we conceded uh, another goal. They regained the lead, Toronto, in the 78th minutes and uh, it was out of a corner kick. And uh, yeah, it's just more defensive frailties late in matches uh and yeah a uh a just unfortunate goal to give up there where yeah now we're chasing the game away on the road and we throw the cold kitchen sink where machop chol comes in as a sub 
his first minutes, uh, along with Dom Dwyer, Amar Sadich, and uh, yeah, it's basically we had to, we had to as well, but it just wasn't enough. It's uh, just another instance of uh, where you know whether it's from a uh, tying position or from a winning position, we have not been very strong in uh, you know keeping those positions. But uh, yeah, ultimately this one got away from us a little. Uh, we we just look very very soft offensively multiple times uh, throughout many matches and especially on the road. It's uh, somewhat anemic. We, uh, you know, obviously aren't playing our A lineup, uh, but, uh, you know, Almeida, you know, will be returning soon from the suspension, from the very, very silly red card at the end of the Columbus Crew match. But uh, it's also, there is enough talent. There just is not enough cohesiveness defensively to defend as a unit. There's just too many moments where we switch off. Uh, and unfortunately, that happens again in the next match. So the New York Red Bull match on Thursday, uh, June 30th. Uh, so basically, it was, uh, yeah, LA United, we look very, very strong on the ball. We look probably relatively better than we have ever at Red Bull Arena, where yeah, not only the possession numbers, but, uh, you know, Red Bull don't look very dangerous. And, uh, unfortunately, they stole this one from us with uh, two late goals. But, uh, you know, starting off, this was a, a pretty different starting 11. Uh, it was more of a 5-3-2 with the wingbacks Wiley and McFadden. And uh, Dijon, Campbell, and Franco as the center backs. And then that three-prong uh, midfield with Sadich, Abara, and uh, Hosetu. So Heinemann uh, and some others miss out, including Jose Martinez in this one, as, at least from the starting lineup, where Cisneros and Luis Araujo were the uh, two-prong attack up top. And uh, largely, I mean, we looked like we were pinging the ball. Uh, we were one-touching it at times when we needed to to evade that press from New York Red Bull. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we definitely, um, in a lot of senses, there's some positives to draw from this. But uh, it is, you know, kind of pretty much nil-nil for most of this match. And especially that first half where it is, you know, uh, something where uh, it, it seems like uh, almost we are almost destined to some nil-nil draws. Uh, we paid or we played a pair of nil-nil draws last year against uh, New York Red Bulls in our two matches against them. But uh, yeah, the, the notable thing in this first half was that Franco Ibarra, he was issued another yellow card his fifth this season, which means he will miss the NYCFC match due to yellow card accumulation. But uh, yeah, there were a few chances, nothing really like clear cut, but uh, LA United 
in terms of through uh, Luis Araujo, uh, there was a massive opportunity to put him ahead in the sense that it looked pretty good. It just was not clear cut, but uh, Araujo, he hits it uh, where the goalkeeper parries it pretty easily. But uh, yeah, it was basically, uh, yeah, like parried over the bar for a corner. That one, I think, was probably the best chance of the first half. Uh, now, getting into the second half, though, uh, there was some brilliant uh, play in this sequence where uh, we were one-touching it. There was a dummy, and Araruju, uh and Hosetu, uh, they were combining well. And Heinemann, he, uh, he gets... Uh, uh, well, actually, Hyman comes on, rather, uh, in the second half. And Hyman, uh, he and uh, Cisneros, there were some good plays between them. But essentially, uh, yeah, there was uh, on the far post, McFadden, he, uh, he gets on the end of a cross from Wiley. And uh, in the six-yard box, he heads it towards Emerson Hyman, who... Uh, has his shot deflected off a defender, uh, but it goes right to uh, Jose Martinez, who was able to finish off that rebound and tap it in for the first goal at Red Bull Arena in quite some time, if ever, uh, which makes this uh, <coughs> just like, yeah, uh, one, of those, one of those goals that you gotta like pick out almost but uh, that lead short-lived. Uh, Joseph Martinez's fourth goal uh, of the season. Uh, you know, Joe, it puts us up, but it wasn't enough. Uh, basically, Red Bulls, they drew a foul in the box from Wiley. Pretty unnecessary foul, but, I mean, it's a 17-year-old in the game. I mean, this is what uh, those growing pains are. And Lewis Morgan, he slots away the penalty past Rocco Rios Novo, who, uh, yeah, post-match said he had done some uh, some research on Rocco Rios Novo and uh, knew that going down the middle was the move. Uh, and then another unfortunate uh, gaffe uh, late in the match in the 89th minutes, Alan Franco, he passes to Alex DeJohn and instead of going towards the ball, John thinks that the ball uh, will go into uh, his uh, his motion, his path of play, but uh, he has his pocket picked by 16-year-old Serge uh, Goma, who, uh, yeah, he picks his pockets, he uh, slots it really clinically past Rocco Rios Nova at his near post, and unfortunately, we give up the lead in just a couple of moments, a couple of moments of madness where, uh, yeah, and Lee United, we need to cut this out. It, it is to a level where on the road, it's a lot of deja vu, and it's definitely maddening to a lot of fans, but it's also, you know, you have some, these errors are from players that are either inexperienced or uh you know maybe just not not good enough uh you know they're not at the required level uh and 
you know, it's that. It's just like the the backups. Uh, it's kind of the lumps that we unfortunately are taking at the moment. Uh, but, you know, there were some good uh, flourishing moments in uh, the attack for us in, uh, in this match. Some good takeaways that we can uh, move forward with. But it starts to beg the question uh, of the front office that, uh, you know, there are some things that at least... Uh, you know, backup-wise, um, it's it's that. I mean, it's MLS. There is always a depth issue, but, uh, you know, you want the squad building to be more in line to where it's providing competition, not where it's just uh, you're losing a lot of things when you're uh, bringing in uh, kind of the B squad, C squad. But... Uh, yeah, wrapping up this, uh, you know, these two match reviews and moving to the news. And so getting into the news, Araruju's, uh Toronto goal was named the MLS goal of the week. So, uh, yeah, good little consolation prize there. I mean, uh, that's fine. Um, you know, definitely LA United fans still are showing out in the polls. Um but the sad bit of news this week, another injury, Brooks Lennon. He will miss approximately six to eight weeks after suffering that MCL sprain uh, in the warm-ups to uh, uh, Toronto FC. So, yeah, six to eight weeks, pretty much two months, uh, probably two months and some change to be able to get back on the pitch. But, um, yeah, apparently he slipped on the hard rubber surface that surrounds the touch lines at BMO Field. So, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, that's, yeah, uh, one of those freak injuries that uh, we can't seem to shake right now at the moment. But uh, moving on from that, some reinforcements for the defensive line. Uh, they announced Raul Gudinho last week and also Juan Jose Parata on loan from Tigres. Uh, it will be for the remainder of the 2022 season with an option to extend the loan for 2023 with a purchase option. The uh, Mexican defender, he will occupy an international spot. Uh, he uh, was said by Bocanegra to have uh, an extremely high ceiling. Uh, he is yeah, just 24 years old in terms of center backs, uh, definitely a young enough age. Uh, but definitely a guy that's, uh, yeah, he's probably a little bit more than a warm body. He's got some promise and he's got some size uh, that can help us. And yeah, he has previously played in some uh, fairly big matches. Uh, yeah, with his first goal coming in the Champions League against Alianza FC in the round of 16. So, uh, yeah, very funny, though. Uh, this player getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of love from the ladies and maybe some men uh, and others. But, uh, yeah, the team knew what was up. There was uh, almost like a, a whole kind of uh, Twitter feed of uh, LA United fans that were thirsting over Juan Jose Parata. But, uh, yeah, there was one post from LA United where they, uh, they're they drinking some, uh, you know, it's hot 
they're um, you know Parato's drinking some water and uh, yeah it is completely a thirst trap and quite hilarious quite quite funny one of the uh, one of the best uh, kind of cheeky uh, Twitter posts by LA United in recent memory but uh, yeah moving on from that uh, the loan for Ronaldo Cisneros has been extended through the end of the 2022 season. Uh, we also hold a purchase option upon completion of the loan. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cisneros, he has been uh, a, a good player for us, I think, in uh, so, you know pretty much the nine uh, starts that he's had in the 10 MLS appearances. Uh, he scored four goals, uh, definitely a guy who's been productive, a willing runner, a guy who's, um, yeah, kind of that second option that uh, provides a good foil for Jose Martinez. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, a guy that, a willing backup, a, but also a uh, guy who has uh, mostly started in his tenure so far. So uh, a guy that, uh, you know, has some pr- good promise that, uh, you know, can provide something different as a target uh, up top for us. But uh, moving on from that, the transfer mover, the transfer rumor of the week, although CV winger Edwin Mosquera, he apparently is close to being an LA United player, according to Cesar Luis Merlo and German Garcia Grova. Uh, he's a 20-year-old winger, Colombian U20 international. He had four assists in the 2022 season. And uh, yeah, it's uh, he's basically currently on a three hundred thirty thousand dollar loan with Argentine side Club Atlético Aldosivi, uh, and he uh, is pretty much a product of the Independiente Medellín uh, Colombian club. But uh, yeah, he uh, he seems to be a uh, speedy forward with uh, yeah, you know, a guy. Uh, you know, he's a guy that can send in some crosses. So, you know, maybe we might need a little bit of that in the steed of Brooks Lennon, who, uh, you know, will uh, be missing from the squad for a couple months. But, yeah, you know, this uh, this follows the admission that Gonzalo Pineda, uh, you know, he did say to the media that we might bring in a U22 initiative designated player in this transfer window. So it might be the guy in Mosquera. Now, uh, does that mean we've uh, figured out something with Eric Lopez? As both uh, or all three of those spots with Lopez, with Sosa, and Abara are currently filled. It uh, it does make it interesting that uh, you know Lopez might be on his way out, maybe on a permanent move. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah. Moving on from that, LNA 2, uh, they play the Charleston Battery to a 4-2 win. And uh, Tristan Traeger, he scored two goals in less than three minutes. And Jackson Conway, he uh, followed suit with his own brace uh, for LA United to secure three points. And so, uh, yeah, definitely Jackson Conway is getting some good um, some good minutes down there with LA United 2 and... Uh, hopefully, yeah, you know, there's more scoring that can be had, uh, you know, maybe with the first team. But uh, that does it for the news, and it gets us to the match preview. And LA United, they will be playing 
NYCFC at Yankee Stadium on Sunday, July 3rd at 5 p.m. Uh, always a house of horrors for LA United at Yankee Stadium, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, you know, NYCFC are the Supporter Shield, or the MLS Cup winners, rather. And uh, yeah, you know, they're a team that are very good in possession, pressing, set pieces. It's, uh, yeah, just a team that has... Uh, a lot of firepower, uh, but they've had a lot of guys, uh, yeah, be uh, a lot of guys leave the squad in the um, in the winter transfer window. And James Sands, uh, he left uh, on an 18-month loan with a purchase option. Jesus Medina, uh, he uh, also leaves for another team in CSKA Moscow. And also Ismail Tajiri Shradi, he was drafted in the expansion draft by Charlotte FC and then was traded to LAFC. Now, uh, they also brought in Tiago Martins, a DP center back, uh, but that's pretty much it. I mean, they uh, are largely still the same squad uh, in terms of from last year, but still a very, very good squad. Uh, basically, uh, still... Uh, in terms of what the standings look like for uh, you know these two MLS teams, basically, uh, yeah, you know, we're we're sitting in eleventh. They're sitting in fourth. This is uh, trap game written all over, right, for LA United, hopefully. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, the predictions uh, by a lot of the pundits, they were predicted to be finishing uh, probably as low as third and as high as first. Uh, it's been probably a little bit more of where NYCFC playing in the Champions League. Uh, they're still sorting themselves out as most MLS teams do who win. Uh, you know, that competition is so early in the season. So they're still working their way back a little bit up the standings. But uh, yeah, getting into the starting 11 predictions for Atlanta United. So uh, yeah, Goudinho doesn't come in until pretty much uh, a little bit later in July, uh, in early July. But uh, So I think Rocco Rios Novo will continue to be the starter. Uh, and we will need him uh, in that kind of, you know, basically short pitch at Yankee Stadium uh, so that we can uh, be cool in possession, especially, you know, NYCFC being good at the press. We... Uh, yeah, basically, our issues don't really lie in some of that distribution, uh, mostly. Uh, we do need to cut out some of the uh, the boneheadedness uh, at the back. Uh, but uh, it's, in terms of uh, the shape here, I think we, it was a one-off with the 5-3-2. Uh, yeah, we were, uh, I think, basically playing to the Red Bulls and what they like to do but I think in this match it's going to be a 4-3-3 again uh, where uh, not again but like uh, how we usually play and McFadden at the right back position Wiley at left back Franco and Campbell the center back pairing uh, Hosetu and Sosa probably maybe Hyman uh, in place of uh in place of Hosetu, but uh, yeah, we'll see if Sosa can play. Uh, he has been uh, kind of nursing a little bit of an injury, 
If not those two, uh, I would see probably maybe Heinemann and Sadich. Um, but uh, yeah, we probably will see the return of Tiago Almada. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, with that, that uh, those three can really um, kind of solidify that midfield a little bit for us to control this match, which we will definitely very much need. Almada's uh, ability to be press resistant uh, will be hugely, hugely important. Uh, on the wings, Araujo and Moreno as the two, uh, as the two on the wide parts of the pitch, and Jose Martinez up top. Uh, it seemed like the rotation for the Red Bull match was uh, the move, and in this match, it's uh, you know that case where the other players are rotated back in. Uh, of course, Franco Ibarra, he misses out with yellow card accumulation with that fifth yellow card, as mentioned earlier. But what do you guys think? What's that starting 11 look like for you? We, uh, yeah, we got to predict the, the score now. And I, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be uh, very much sunshine and roses. I think, unfortunately, it's another 2-1 loss. Uh, I think we can hang around in there, but I think ultimately the House of Horrors at Yankee Stadium uh, leaves it another L on the road. But hopefully not the case. Hopefully we can uh, you know do better. But uh, I think at the moment we are just uh, you know reeling in the defensive department. Uh, just you know both uh, both fullbacks being pretty inexperienced. Uh, and then plus, uh, I think some guys that's maybe just uh, continuity-wise haven't played many, many minutes together. It's going to add to uh, another loss. But what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But that, guys, pretty much does it for the entire episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what is a salvage of the season for you in 2022? Let us know in the comments below. Looking forward to what you have to say. And guys, that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.